Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regis Ford, your host on today's show. And today we're going to be discussing highlights of SA Menswear Week, which just took place in Cape Town from the 6th to the 9th of July. Now, a bit of a background about SA Menswear Week. South Africa uh, Menswear Week is in Africa's um, only standalone platform dedicated to the development and promotion of menswear within the African continent. And it takes place twice a year in Cape Town, South Africa, with an aim to provide a world-class platform for menswear designers and brands to showcase their latest collections. It's curated by leading industry experts. Our panel selects, I mean, their panel selects and invites the best of established and upcoming designers to participate um, during each season. And they're coupled with the best show producers on the continent. Innovative event management from PR through to venue selection. They really are trying to set this platform that provides the necessary um, sort of space for our designers to get the exposure they require in order to grow their fashion businesses. I personally love what Simon Dinner is doing as founder of Menswear Week, which is still the first Menswear Week to launch on the continent. And I also believe that this avenue actually creates a great opportunity for menswear to really get visibility that it would not ordinarily get through a regular fashion week. So I think it really also backs up the rise of the menswear in Africa. Now, before I introduce our special guests and go straight into the menswear talk, we are also joined on the show today by Morag Stein, who will be glamming up the show with her glam up for a dose of makeup and beauty tips. Welcome to the show, Morag. Thank you so much, Liz. You, you look wonderful you, today. You, I must <laughs> just say that. That skirt, I want to steal it off you. Before you go on to me, I just want to say you always look fabulous. Thank what you. are you wearing? Today you look a bit casual and easy, but just just share with us what yeah. you're wearing. Um, today, the reason for me looking very casual is I've had a pretty hectic week, as us makeup artists do on set. Um, so yeah, just a lovely pair of flats, really comfortable, a nice high-waist black skinny, and just a really simple tee and a scarf, and I feel great. Fantastic. I love what you're wearing. Um, well, the skirt you're talking about that I'm wearing oh. that you probably will get one of, depending on how nice you talk to me, is, is a very simple maxi skirt. It wanna, it's one of my high-waist maxi skirts from my um, some spring-summer 2016. It's a beautiful, easy African print. I think for me, skirts, I don't want to say what I cannot do without in my wardrobe. I think skirts like these are one of the easiest and the best accessories Absolutely. for one to have. Um, as you know, I'm not feeling the greatest. Yes, still, yes. I'm a bit, not, I'm still not well. But the truth is, I feel like when I wear a skirt like this, it literally just brings my energy back from like two to like 10. So I'm 10 over 10 <laughs> right now holding it um, on Fashion Lab Africa on Cliff Central. And this is where we talk about, you know, the business behind fashion and what we are doing to be able to really develop and really um, elevate this industry, especially within the continent. We're going to also be joined um, on the show later by our New York contributor, Edgy Benson, um, with Echoes from New York. And just a quick reminder to you who are listening again is my favorite segment at the end of the show, which I will try to give more time. I have seen some tweets and had some messages that we're not really giving it a lot of time. So who would you want to address and why is going to be coming up at the end of the show. Feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. That is the segment that we use to unwind after this 
interesting conversations. Keep your <laughs> tweets coming. We're at Fashion Lab AF and share with us some of your favorite um, fashion menswear brands. You know, it could be continental. It could be global. But, you know, this is uh, this is where we hold it down. Now, moving on to our very um, special topic around the SA menswear highlights, I would like to introduce um, our very special guests uh, joining us in studio. Um, we've got uh, an interesting brand, uh, two brands that actually showcased um, at menswear. Um, I wasn't really there to see it, but obviously we love the fact that we are living in a very... Um, WWW savvy world <laughs> where we get everything straight from the internet. Um, however, I want to introduce a very special guest. Um, she is just walked in <laughs> looking fantastic as usual. Um, she's a keen academic um, analyst, self-confessed trend geek, teacher, speaker and brand consultant. Um, she's a formidable presence on the Africa's fashion and lifestyle landscapes. As a trend analyst, she melds her observations of time and patterns with her expertise and ever-expanding research to chart trends and behavior on the local and international scale. Many of you may remember her trend reports on the show, as she's also contributed on this show before. She's here with us today, um, and I'd like to welcome her, Nicola Cooper herself. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the show. I'm almost family. <laughs> <laughs> you are almost family, and you look fabulous, and it's very different look here. I love it. Yes. Um, as, a, as a result of, I don't know if our listeners know, I had a very traumatic head-on collision near fatal um and morag will tell you um the body reacts in different ways and my hair started falling out by the handfuls so i got myself a cute little pixie cat so. Stunning. I'm stunning. I love, I love, I love it. it. And I love the story behind it. And I love the fire behind, you know, there's fire behind that story. It's like, listen, you don't have to be down and then look so down. You can always reverse that whole situation and still really reinvent yourself. Up and reinvent yeah. yourself. I love it. I Thank really you, do. Liz. And what are you wearing now that we are here talking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just wearing simple, as you know me, basic black, um, but uh, with a little bit of retro, I'll show you the shoes because you know me and shoes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, we're going to take a picture of that and we're going to tweet it just now so that so our listeners... So a little bit of 1970s. Very nice. I love the style. I love the hair look and um, welcome to the show. Thank now, you. Now, well, obviously, um, Nicola, you are the men's wearing Cape Town. I want to talk about some of your highlights and predictions recommends around this season's um, shows? Well, um, I've been a, you know, an associate of SA Menswear Week since its, its inception and have really lovingly seen it grow and grow to a platform that is sort of highly formidable and, and watched by many around the world. Uh, and what I've found, you know, with with the sort of rise in menswear, which is, you know, on average a 4.7 average growth per year comparatively to women's 3.9%, um, is that uh, menswear is outshining women's wear in terms of growth in business. So young designers are sort of aligning themselves more to menswear and especially the younger emerging designers. And what we're seeing on the runway is just 
astounding, um, sometimes shocking, <laughs> um, but uh, most time it's it's pushing the boundaries of African fashion like nothing else. I love, I love what we're about to do. Now we have um, two brands that we're going to be talking to today. Before I go into your favorite brand or your some of your highlights, and like I said, you are one of the really cool minds that I would like to pick because of the fact that you come from a very um, trend uh, sort of driven background um, when it comes to forecasting and also interesting to see some of the things or some of the hues or some of the accents or some of whatever it is that you may have seen or predicted before and actually seen it run and rash on the runway um, at menswear. Now, before we go on with this conversation, Nicola, I'd like to plug in um, moving over to one of the designers that we had um, uh, who's also joining us. We've got Gilmore T for fashion brand Arakani, um, who is all about creative freedom and rebellion from different conventions. It is his own interpretation of a free thinker language that actually drives his brand, um, Arakani. Now, Gilmore is joining us today on behalf of the brand. Gilmore, are you here with us? Yes, I'm here. Gilmore, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? We're fine, thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's show. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hey, Gilmore, it was nice seeing you last week. It was nice seeing you. It's madness. The lines really fall to Gilmore, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, I want to go straight into, first of all, congratulating, uh, congratulating you on your showcase at menswear, um, last week. Um, I want to talk about the brand name meaning Arakani. Now, what does that mean? Why Arakani for the brand? Well, initially, the brand Arakani, oh, thank you so much for the congratulations and for the kind words. Um, initially, the, the brand Arakani was called the next clothing. The entire, the entire inspiration behind the clothing label was basically to the kind of this fight conventions that break conventions and create a new language to fashion, uh, allow people to express themselves freely and not follow the kind things, you know, the things that people follow in terms of I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilmore, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the line's really faulty. Um, we're going to just uh, take a quick break and call you back. We will be back with you on the right. uh, I'm on. Okay, we can be on track because I'm on track now. All right, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back in touch with you just now. Yeah, that is um, Gilmore T. We are talking to for fashion brand Arakani. Um, and like I said, uh, the line was a bit faulty, so we will continue with the conversations around um, what was really going down the runway uh, because Nicola is actually here. Nicola, did you get a chance to actually, you know, see the collection? And and what are your thoughts? I did see the the collection and had a, a very interesting conversation with Gilmore about the collection. Um, for those of you that didn't um, see the collection, um, you know, go and Google it um, because it is quite an interesting collection. And, and some of the points which I raised with Gilmore was that there is a strong, almost fetishism and um, bondage element that, and, and it wasn't just in that particular collection it was in a number of collections you know from from other african designers and um my question to him at that particular time is is it because you know africa is quite conservative but 
conservative about sexuality? Is this kind of a breaking of boundaries or is this a breaking of the concept of slavery? Because bondage has got a lot to do with those kinds of elements. And it was very interesting for sort of a... I'd say Northern African, Northern from us, obviously, um, designer to bring in an all back, black collection, um, with sort of your, your, your patent leathers and interwoven sort of straps, those kinds of elements. So it was quite an interesting, um, range from a North African country and, um, you know, Obviously, we spoke about the saleability of it or the practicality of it. But I think conceptually, um, it's really trying to push buttons and boundaries. And, and it certainly did. Wow. We're obviously also going to um, maybe tweet out something or some sort of link just so that people can actually get to see what this um, collection really is about and also share their feedback. Um, on uh, Arakani's collection. We'll try to reconnect with them. Um, however, I also want to um, move on to another fashion brand that was also with us. Um, Genevieve was uh, showcasing as well. I mean, she showcased as well um, at the SA Menswear. And um, she's uh, also um, joining us in studio shortly. But before we go into plugging her in, um, did you get to see her collection? Um, and do you, and, and and what are your thoughts also, or what is your yes, feedback? Yes, and in fact, I saw all the collections, <laughs> <laughs> um, good and bad, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and I did see Genevieve's collection, and and it was a wonderful experience, right down to the detail of a grass runway um which um tapped into like a more multi-sensorial um vibe which is really refreshing and um she uh, I've, I've known this designer um for a long time having also once been her trained lecturer and also judged her um her designs for SA fashion week she really really broke her own mold um, this season and I was so impressed by her work um, usually those who know uh, Genevieve's work is that she's generally working in monochromes and whites and greys and this time she totally broke out with this beautiful grass green this this pale pink and denim um, and checks and all this sort of pattern introduced and obviously this is a spring summer 2017 collection and and it was um, incredible to see the growth of this designer as a young emerging designer and pushing her own boundaries. But the collection was absolutely beautiful. In fact, um, I called her the next day and asked her if I could wear a couple of her pieces because I really, you know, you know me to um, support young designers, but also because it was just so um, not just a, a beautifully cohesive collection, but incredibly well made. And in some of the, the jackets, it was a, a top stitch pinstripe, which as you know, wow. <laughs> as a designer is, it, it has to be meticulous or you can yes. spot it from a mile away. And, you know, her, her quality over the, the years that she has been developing has been absolutely incredible. Wow. What are other, what are some other, we're going to plug in Genevieve obviously to also just, um, pick her mind and just kind of see where she's going, um, with this collection. 
But um, what are some of the other maybe designers or names that you can drop that really also surprised you? I really wish I saw. Did you watch? Two, oh, well, you watched all the shows. What about Chu's show? Um, Chu's show, I'm a little bit um, on the fence with. Um, and, and that's really mostly because, you know, I've been told to go a little bit lightly on him because of a time factor. Um, but then I look at Gucci and, and, and the change in art direction and what he presented in two weeks. Um, there were some really beautiful elements of Chu, um, especially the knitwear. There were fun, fun, quirky knitwear pieces that I would wear in an absolute second. Uh, what I did find is the garments that were aligned to the knitwear were not of his regular quality and um, not of his regular tailor and and fitting and and that sort of element um you know and also it's difficult to repeat um pattern three times in a row um and still have it look fresh um i'm not saying that the, the range was not fresh and gorgeous um i'm saying that there are a few areas that i think due to time restraints he couldn't get right but for me as an analyst you that's not a Okay. I want to, I want to save that energy. So we go and roll back to, um, this designer who depicts visual parables throughout her clothing. She references strong concepts taken from various fields of study and interprets them within a fashion context while bringing across strong concepts and ideas in the form of innovative garments with a strong sense of sculpture and molding like we spoke about. Yes. Genevieve, are you here with us? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on your showcase at SA Menswear Week 2016. Uh, we'd love to be able to just pick your mind a bit and uh, understand what um, the collection meant to you, why this collection, why Menswear Week. I mean, there's so many um, different fashion weeks across the continent. Why? Uh, let's just start by why did you pick Menswear Week um, as a platform to showcase um, this collection? Um, okay, so I've been showcasing at SMNZ Week um, since the first installment, which was last year in February. Okay. So it was just normal to be a part of the fourth installment that just took place now. And it was a great opportunity to be a part of the spring-summer collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so SMNZ Week is a platform where African fashion is recognized globally. I do feel like SMNZ Week is pushing the boundaries, being innovative, and also putting our fashion landscape on a good um, global stage, which can be recognized and put us amongst the international designers. I um, also think it's just exciting to be part of the growth, growth of our menswear industry, which is developed by SMNZ Week as being the first platform for that in Africa. And then, yes, it's just the SMNZ Week is there to inspire and also to be recognized, and it's an honor to be a part of it. Tell us a bit about the collection. Um, Nicola already did a lot of justice. <laughs> <laughs> trying to break it down to us, but it's nice to also hear it from the horse's mouth. What uh, What is it so, um, what is it? Give us some details about this collection you just uh, showcased. Sure. So the collection is called Differential, and it's basically a representation of an amalgamation of cultures and like a somewhat unexpected modernistic view on African fashion and its identity. And we took inspiration from a tribe, it's the Jawara tribe, which have migrated to the Andaman Island. It is believed that they migrated 60,000 years ago from Africa. 
So it's kind of an unknown tribe that we have on our continent. They have been since influenced by Hinduism and Asian influence because of the um, island that they live on. And we played on that inspiration with the adornments, with the use of tassels, beading and accessory, and just having this juxtaposition and mixture of culture. And yeah, our primary fabric used was a dark indigo denim. We used it in a raw form just to complement the survival tactics of a tribe and using their raw materials for survival on the island. And also because denim commonly represents workers' clothes, matching again with the survival that the tribe does, such as fishing and hunting. And yeah, and then um, furthermore, we used the melange green colors in the collection that keyed as being grown onto the garments to link with the collection as being part of one's landscape. And the heritage, matching with the lawn we use for the models to actually walk on. And then lastly, the dusty pink just complements the gender fluidity aspect that we have in our um, aesthetic as a brand. Wow, your message, your brand messaging is is uh, is appalling. <laughs> I need a glass of water. <laughs> but it's it's very nice. It's nice to also just get the messaging around what we um, create because I think that's um, something that we may don't maybe highlight enough and it's nice to actually see it shine bright and clear and now when we look at the collection there's actually more story and depth to it nicola what are your thoughts i mean we've been talking about this brand (laughs) and and you seem to have an understanding of the brand or some sort of connection with the brand um from a long time back very much so um what i do know about genevieve personally is she's a thinker and um and it comes her her runway collection always comes from a great conceptual place um that every tiny detail has been thought of um down to what what the the men would be um walking on down the runway so um it it makes perfect sense and and it was put very very eloquently uh Genevieve how you came about um your con- concept for your collection but just you know to go away from the the heavy mindset way it really is just an aesthetically pleasing beautiful collection that taps in to many of the trends um you know gender fluidity elongations of silhouette the use of denim which is sort of resurfaced in in the most massive way um enlarged detailing belting those kinds of elements so you know even though it comes from a deeply conceptual place um it certainly sits within um a universal trend environment thank you so much wow now what about your price points have you been able to get a good response from buyers or are you still um connecting with buyers um do you see this um, selling within the continent or are you also looking at um, really pushing it outside of the continent? T- t- let's talk about the buy- the buyers and the price points as well. All right. We have received a vast amount of interest from this collection, more than ever before, which is quite overwhelming, but in all the good ways possible. We have quite a few buyers interested as well as our usual clients that we work with. Um, basically, we've opened the collection through a pre-order service via our shop at Genevieve Lines of Sierra Zere, where our clients can order anything from the collection straight off the runway and we custom make it to their size. We also have quite a vast amount of price points as we try to link our runway, quite intricate like coats and that, with more toned down basics, which will fall under our retail extension line used by Genevieve Lines, which allows us to have quite a vast amount of price points. We're looking at about 1,200 rand for your basics 
staples up until about 8,000 rand. So you're more aesthetically, you know, pleasing and devised custom-made coats that you can see in the collection. So we've tried to tap into the vastness that our collection can show and that our brand can offer our clientele. It's very nice. It's a very exciting um, collection. What can we expect from uh, your brand this year? Now that we are done with menswear, I'm sure there's still um, some little, a few months left in the year to do something special. What are you planning as a brand? Anything else in the works? Okay, so basically, overall, we just want to continue growing steadily as a business. Um, I think it's important for us as young designers to unite together, which we are trying to do, to build the African fashion's identity and pull it away from this cliche of ethnicity and print, which is seen globally and what sometimes is expected. And um, it's also important that we are also exposing the challenges that we face, to have full transparency in order for us to fill the gaps. So there's so much opportunity for growth in our industry, which we are excited to be a part of. And then as a brand, um, we have been invited to Finland to showcase at Helsinki Fashion Week where we will be talking and showcasing our Autumn Winter 2016 collection that is based on albinism, just to bring enlightenment to African culture, body positivity, and also to bring cause to life in the European industry. There's been quite a lot of attention, and it's quite a big responsibility and opportunity to allow this to become a recurring platform for our fellow young designers to also go and showcase there in the future. So quite a lot still to happen <laughs> before the end of the year. Wow. Thank you so much, Genevieve. We could sit down and talk all day, but um, yes. how? Yes, but we're just gonna put a pause on that. How can our listeners connect with you? Okay, you can connect with me on all social media handles. It's just Genevieve underscore Lions, and then I also have a website, which is www.genevievelions.co.za. You'll find all the information on there that you may require. Thank you very much for joining us, and good luck. We're very proud of your work and your line, and uh, good luck with that. Thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you. Yeah. Wow, it's uh, it's good, it's it's good stuff. We've got Arakani back on the line, um, and I just want to have a quick conversation with him before we take a break, um, Nicola, just to also get his um, kind of his feedback on, you know, what happened, and and I also wonder when it comes to one of the things I'm really interested in is how, um to you know how it affects how sales are affected for a brand when you're based in a different country and then you come and showcase and then you go back when you go back is it all quiet and silence or is it you know so those are the type of conversations I'm also interested in because I'm sure that for brands that are looking to expand within the continent that's one of the things that you kind of think about when you leave your home and if I leave South Africa now and go and showcase in Tunisia you know is it something that is a going to bring back a reasonable profit in my business should I invest in it is it um, an out of sight out of mind sort of thing or are we getting to that space where if a brand is strong enough you can actually um, really push boundaries without necessarily having to have that presence within that market Arakani um, Gilmore are you here on the line with us Yes, I'm online. I was just well, listening well, to you. Just yes, now. welcome. Yeah, well, welcome back to the yeah, welcome back to the show. Um, so Gilmore, Thank you very much. yes, we were just talking, and I was just saying um, before we even go deeper, is you guys are based in Zimbabwe, right? Yes, we're based in Zimbabwe. We're a Zimbabwean-based uh, brand. 
So one of the questions I have for you also is, and I speak as a as a fashion entrepreneur in the continent, because obviously there's a lot of movement around the continent. There's a lot of interest. You know, when you're based in a different country mm-hmm. and you want to go across and showcase yeah. your work and actually get um, sort of visibility and even increase your sales, um, could that be mm-hmm. something that uh do you know how how it's going to affect for example you just showcased at SA menswear when back to zimbabwe do you feel that you got a good yeah. um interest um or sort of connection from buyers who are based on this side uh of the continent and uh are you do you see that you're going to actually be able to increase your sales through this connection or do you feel that it's actually a challenge um, being based there and trying to run across to make things happen back and forth? Well, I actually think um, South Africa as a country is, itself has such a huge um, attention in terms of whatever industry that you're in. So in terms of the fashion, there's such a huge attention that is paid towards South Africa. And I feel this uh, opportunity such as South Africa Men's Week presents uh, an opportunity for one's brand to grow, for one's brand to connect to other people, for us, for instance, with Arakan, we actually had a lot of people approaching us saying that you guys are so good for Cape Town because um, your brand, some of your jackets, some of your outfits, they actually fit perfectly in the Cape Town kind of scenario of the fashion industry. So I, I actually think it's a boost for, for designers when you go and showcase outside your country, for example, showcasing in South Africa. It boosts you a lot because you get a lot of attention outside your own country. And when you come back to your country, there's a lot of value added to you because they look at um, these platforms such as Africa Fashion Week or something else in Nigeria or in Ghana as such a huge platform. And then you get more attention. All right. Um, that is um, Gilmore we are speaking to. And unfortunately, the lines are not uh, on our favor. But we're going to just continue this conversation. I think, um, Nicola, it'd be nice to pick your mind again. Um, but I think let's take a quick break and we'll be right back um, with more around this SA Menswear Week. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. I am a South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. Download the Cliff Central app, available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Yes, uh, we were talking to Arakani, and uh, the brand name Arakani actually means rebellion from conventions, creative freedom. So it's interesting, and even how you described it, Nicola, um, the way you described the collection really feels like it really uh, pushed some buttons and really came out in in you know they really try to really push some sort of maybe go beyond borders i don't know <laughs> uh, certainly so i mean it, it it really did push boundaries especially for you know a conservative african markets and i think that's really what's quite incredible about um what the designers are doing on the platform of sa menswear week is you know they are pushing those boundaries um rather than just taking the safer route of, of delivering 
uh, ready to wear garments on the runway. The runway is about, um, narrative and authenticity and telling a story. And, um, you know, the, there are brands that are ready to wear, but there are brands that are there to say something. Yeah. True. So overall, in a nutshell, I want to plug and edge it, but in a nutshell, what was your take? You were there last year, you were there this year. What do you feel? Are we growing? Is it more uh, new, uh, new designers, a lot of new emerging designers? Or what's the balance? What's, what does it look like? Um, there were similar designers to those of last year. I think what we're starting to see, though, is the evolution of the emerging designers. Um, Menswear Week has a younger um, demographic, if I can call it that. I, I can't stand that word, but it's the only one I can think of. Um, with younger designers presenting on the platform. Um, and some of the key takeouts for me were the collaboration with Tebe Magugu and Richem Nisi which, um, you know, tapped into Tebe Magugu's knowledge of um, female form and uh, Rich Imnisi's sort of structural form. And I, I had a conversation with them afterwards, and apparently they switched the roles in in the, the collaboration where Tebe went more structural and Rich went more effeminate. Um, so that was quite an interesting one. Lucanio Mdingi, um, mm. just beautiful color palette mm. and and you can never fault him on on the elements and the way in which he he places things together um nicholas Kautz, who was uh, a collaborator with lucanio again another standout but um one of the well, one of the shows that I did attend, and it's one of my favorites, is the uh, Young and Lazy Tubop and Soul Soul, which is a streetwear collection. And and the irony is, is this is ready to wear streetwear. You can actually pick up this range and and place it in a Topshop, a Barney's, a Selfridges, you name it. Um, so for me, it's always interesting to watch ready to wear ranges and how they differentiate themselves from one another. And I was really blown away. Um, by the simplicity, the elegance, and the quality of the, these ranges, and um, it was quite interesting to watch my my fellow sort of attendees um, and, and a gentleman two two seats down from me went, "It's just tracksuit." Pants, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, it's not just tracksuit pants. It's like it's it's the contemporary streetwear being reinvented by by three young brands that are just cutting edge and doing phenomenal things. So I have to give a shout out to them. As I come from a streetwear label background, um, you're doing a great job and carry on. Fantastic. Um, Edgy Benson um, from New York with Echoes from New York is also on the line with us. He runs. NU in New York, which is a fashion services company based in New York, um, sourcing services to fashion designers and fashion houses such as Vera Wang, Chloe, Bill Blast, Kate, Sta- Kate Spade, and for stores such as Harold Sachs and Colette Paris. Welcome. And he looks <laughs> very much like Idris Elba. And there you go. <laughs> that was not me who finished, but that, that is another extension we need to put onto your intro. Welcome to the show, Edgy. Thank you. It's so nice to have Nicola back. (laughs) Well, enjoy her while stocks last. She's here today. (laughs) 
Well, welcome to the show, um, G, and bring on your echoes from New York. We'd love to hear your sentiments around this um, menswear, SA menswear that just took place. No, you know, I was, uh, I did look at our timing, and um, it, 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 it's really, it, you know, right now in, in menswear, there's just a number of things that are going on, and um, menswear is huge now, you know, like we just acquired a menswear line too uh, as part of our licensing operation. So when you look at their designs, they're pretty much where they need to be in terms of menswear uh, out here, actually. Uh, they have the right quacks, you know, they have the, the boxy silhouette, they have the long silhouette, they have the long teeth. Uh, they have other components that actually uh what's going on from menswear here. So I think their sensitivity is fantastic. So um yeah, I like the line a lot. And what did you think? What are you what's your take on the menswear generally on the menswear? We spoke about it last year, you were here. I mean you joined us in studio, it's here again and it's gone. Um but what 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 did you what were some of your highlights generally on the whole show? Um do you see it Moving forward, do you are you feeling excited? Um, Nicola mentioned um, the emergence of a lot of um, younger um, sort of brands as well, um, really taking it over. What is what are you? What's your take on it? No, I, I mean generally overall everything is very much on track with what's going on here. Um, the, the silhouette for men, there's a, a little bit of androgyny. Uh, there's a little bit of avant-garde. Uh, especially for the younger designers, you know, they're, they're not so compliant with whatever was was big, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, that shows in, in the way that they the looks are so... Some of them are so out there, but in a very good way. So I think we're very competitive across the board. Uh, the silhouettes are just right. The, the fabrications with the long teeth. Uh, I mean, like, Arakani has this plain uh, bombers. That's a big deal here for men. And then, you know, a lot of the, the, the trends here, like for men, is mostly the, the pants are remaining a little skinny, uh, maybe a bit skinny. The jeans are quite distressed. And then the fabrications are moving towards, like, a lot of terry cloth in men's pants, uh, in men's jeans. And, I, you know, I see reflections of those in, across the board. So I'm, I think we're quite competitive. Wow. Thank you so much, Edgy, for that feedback. I want to roll over to um, Morag Stein, who is an internationally accredited beauty consultant and makeup artist who is coming to, li- to us live and direct <laughs> <laughs> with her glam up just for a bit of a dose of um, some of the, um, you know, her glam up uh, dose or her glam up um, bits and pieces. But welcome to the show again, Morag. Thank you so much, Liz. And great to see you back in studio, Nicola. Thank you. I have to just start with saying, thank God Urban Decay is here. It's here in full force. It's in South Africa. It's, I know we sound crazy because it's been overseas for about 15 years, <laughs> but thank God we, we now have access to it and we can actually go to a store and just be a part of the, you know, the makeup junkie experience. And of course, my favorite lipstick, um, this week is a Urban Decay lipstick. I did go to the launch last week, Thursday. Um, and you know what? From the packaging to the color to everything, the, the actual box that the lipstick comes in, 
has lips printed inside the box. It's absolutely amazing. I literally want to put it on a pendant and wear it around <laughs> my neck. That's how beautiful it is. Um, it is a matte texture, um, but it's really creamy. And the shade that I've, um, you know, got at the event was a naked um, shade. So it's really beautiful. Liz, you're also wearing it. It looks amazing. <laughs> I just threw on some gloss yeah, on some it. Gloss because over. my lips have been very dry. But that's the amazing <laughs> thing with a matte is you can just dish it up with a gloss, you know. Um, for anyone who wants to know, the Urban Decay store is um, at Dakota Lee in Santon, if anyone wants to go and have a look. Today, I am revealing all about foundation. Foundation, to me, um, it's almost like a woman's underwear. It's a very personal thing. It's You either get it right or you don't get it right. There's no, yeah, there's no in between. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you have your favorite, um, and also the questions that you need to ask yourself when buying or choosing a foundation is what is it for? Is it, um, for everyday wear? Is it a long lasting that you need? Is it for a shoot? You know, w what is the occasion that you're needing the makeup for? Secondly, um, what coverage are you wanting? Do you want a light or sheer coverage? Do you want a medium coverage or a full coverage being, you know, completely matted out? And is it necessary for you to have a full coverage when your skin really just needs a sheer coverage? Thirdly, the texture. Are you looking for a satin or a matte? I like to compare textures to materials because it's really a satin is sort of like a dewy look on the skin. Um, and then a matte would be more of a velvet feel or a cotton feel um, on the skin. Just keeping in mind that any matte texture absorbs light and that actually enhances any imperfections on the skin. Um, whereas a satin has light reflecting particles in it and it reflects. So if you have, say, any um, acne scarring on the skin, it would be recommendable that you wear a satin more to a matte texture. Then we move on to brands and colors. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail with brands. If we think of MAC Cosmetics, they have 14 different foundations. So it's really to go into a store and to find which one you like. A lot of women are brand orientated. So, you know, if you prefer a MAC or a Smashbox or, you know, an Estee Lauder, whatever, um, it's just to find that connection with a brand. Um, and once again, it's very personal. And also, um, you know, say, let's say, for example, we do a Smashbox um, foundation. The next thing to find out is what your undertone is. So are you a yellow undertone or a pink undertone? And then actually testing the foundation and wear it for a week. You know, don't just go ahead and buy. A foundation can range from 400 to 1,000 rand. So it's really, you know, it's not a thing that you're just going to go ahead and buy. You need to actually wear it and test it and see how it lasts on the day. Um, the next thing is also beauty balms that are a huge craze um, at the moment in the industry. And men are actually wearing them as well. They have SPFs in them. They give extra hydration. And they sort of give more coverage than just a normal tinted moisturizer. The other thing is be open to change. Um, I know I've met ladies in the industry who have worn the same foundation for the past 20 years. Okay. Is that a <laughs> like bad really? thing or a good thing? <laughs> Nicola's laughing. Yeah, you're laughing. <laughs> why, why are I you think laughing? they also still have the same hairstyle. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, you know, be open to change. Our skin changes every season. Um, you know, I find with my skin, it's, you know, now in winter in South Africa, it's very dry. So I'm tending to go for more of a hydrating um, texture in a foundation. And also um, your skin color changes. You know, I'm fairer now in winter to summer. So obviously you need to wear a different shade of foundation. 
Um, and then, yeah, that's about it for now. And then, as once again, I can't stress enough, please test the foundation on your face, not on the inside of your arm, ladies. Um, <laughs> I've seen it time and time again, and I'm just like, why? Your arm is a different color. <laughs> anyway, ladies and uh, men, have a wonderful weekend further, and enjoy the rest of your week. And that's for me, <laughs> out and about. Um, you can follow me on social media at Morag Stein. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Thank you very much. Thank that was you, nice. And <laughs> we'll keep all those notes in mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Edgy, are you still here with us? Okay. Um, Nicola, <laughs> it's been beautiful having you on the show. I just want, before we go into who would you want to address and why, if you can just share with our listeners how they can connect with you. Um, you can connect with me on social media at Nicola Coop. If you'd like to directly mail me, it's hello at Nicola Cooper.co.za. Um, also look out for August. Um, we are launching a new trend talk, um, specifically around the beauty and fashion advertising and marketing industries called Perfectly Imperfect. And that is the shifting perceptions of beauty due to technology. Um, uh, more and it is an open talk, so um, anyone is able to come and buy tickets for it. So it's one of my few open talks that I do a year. Otherwise, I'm kept like top secret behind closed doors. <laughs> so I do encourage people to follow me on social media to get more details on how to attend the talk. And I would love to see and meet you there. Thank you very much. Um, we just want to go straight into who you want to address and why. Um, we're going to start with... Uh Nicola. <laughs> oh no. You, uh, listen, you've been around the fashion arena and the spaces for so long. Fashion week just happened. I'm sure there's got to be someone. I mean, if it's not someone around the, the fashion weeks or around the environment here, I'm sure it's got to be someone you want to dress. Absolutely. I mean, there's a few people that, um, I would like to have a little bit of a come to Jesus talk with. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I think, there is a, a sort of trend at the moment of, you know, because of gender fluidity and androgyny of men wearing heels, um, specifically at Fashion Week. And yes, you know, it does give insight into a community, but just remember, I, I, and this is to those men wearing heels, that um, gender fluidity and androgyny um, is a community it's a social community and uh, when you adopt a social community as a garment or as a trend, you have to be very careful um, around mm. the appropriation of someone's um, gender as a trend. Um, so I just ask you to be a little bit more sensitive around those issues and around androgyny and gender fluidity. If you are adopting the trend, understand it does come from someone's lifestyle. It is a movement not just a garment. Okay. Uh, more right. Seeing as though we just had Men's Fashion Week, I would actually love to dress my dad today. Um, ah. He's really chilled. He's not a suit and tie kind of man. Um, and I'd actually just like to get him in like a nice pajabi pants or like a nice flowing top and, you know, just a nice pair of comfortable sandals. I think he would look great and, you know, even maybe a Lizogumbu design, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to dress. I've been seeing 
seeing this a bit and around. Um, this whole pajama-ish look. So the pajamas Ooh, are kind it. of. I I am going to die if I see one more person. Pajamas are <laughs> to me. Pajamas are stay in the bedroom, please. Those satin. Silkish pajamas stay in the bedroom. You cannot be going anywhere in those. And then this beautiful emperor line. 90s? Those are 90s. Those are silk 90s as well. Please don't throw that with a trench coat unless you're going to see Benjamin. Do not, do not do that. I mean, after 11.30 PM. So I just think, um, back to just being practical when it comes to fashion. I'm all for being individual and being different and being cool, but I still think within reason is, is cool. Yes. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. There's got to be a rule within that freedom still. So please keep your pajamas at home after 1130 in your bedroom. And <laughs> I, when you come out, throw on your heels and throw on some real clothes. I mean, that's all I'm saying. So all those who are getting crazy about the pajama look and the silk nighty, <laughs> keep it in your bedroom, please. This has been amazing. Um, it's been nice having you guys. Thank you for your time here. Thank you, Edgy Benson, as well. Um, and uh, thank you to the designers who've also joined us to just share with us um, around what really went down at SA Men's Wear Week. And um, it's been nice. Uh, we're on www.fashionlabafrica.com. And uh, we're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. If you have any thoughts, if you want to share anything, or even your who would you want to dress, you can drop us a line. Otherwise, peace and love until we connect next week. This is cliffcentral.com.